Welcome to another episode of the Pierce and Mind Podcast. My name is Matt Pierce. I am your host and friend, and I'm glad you stopped back in tonight for another update on the treatment situation. But before we get started, please, 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 please hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us. I would very much appreciate it. You can also tweet us at not an analyst. That is not at not a analyst i will be changing that to something more sensible um at some point but for now that's where you could tweet us at um so here we go it's been a <sighs> fucking chaotic day to say the least uh it is officially 11 days till probation and i'm super excited to get out of here and get back to php and work on that journey and work on things that are happening there. But until then, I've kind of settled it. I think today I really like accepted my fate that no one's going to change the date. Nobody's going to change my treatment team. Um, I just have to put in the work, bear down for 11 days and get the hell out of here. And then, you know, work toward my surgery, my bariatric surgery and really just focus on that focus on all the good stuff I have going because if I just keep sitting here in the bullshit where am I going to get right nowhere I'm going to stay stuck right in this fucking place right in the mud or I'm going to go home and fail and not get healthy and not get the shit I want to get done accomplished and that's just not a reality for me I'm going to go out fighting and if that means I only have a couple of years. Well, that's what it means. If it means I get another five years, well, that's even better. But I am going to fight like a mother effer. And I'm sure I'll have hard times. And I'll have times that I want to, like, just say, fuck it. But I got to push through those. And I will push through those. You know how I know that? Because I got this kick-ass wife who thinks she's, like, always being, like, the party pooper. But she doesn't realize she keeps the sky in line because without her, I would be a train wreck. So if you're listening out there tonight, honey, I love you and I am going to bust my ass. That being said, that means I kind of have to admit that I've lost the battle against my treatment team. And that is sucking. I have to, I have to give in. They've won. They beat me down. They played They played a better battle. That's just all there was to it. I mean, yes, there was two of them against one of me, so I don't feel like it was completely fair. <clears throat> but I'm usually pretty good at battles, and they came prepared. They're stubborn, and they get paid good money to not lose. So I do think it's funny sometimes how they tell me they give a shit about me. Because I can't wrap my head around that. I just see that they're here doing a job. And at the end of the day, it's about making money. And honestly, on some level, I would say recidivism is good money, right? Every time we got to come back to a place like this, it just makes 
all of these places money because they're all for profit. Someday I hope to change that though. Someday I hope to open the St. Jude's of eating disorder treatment centers and you know, where you never we never talk about money with you whatsoever. Uh, we would definitely probably still take your insurance and then if it came to a point where you weren't ready to go but your insurance said they weren't going to pay anymore, then you know what? We'll pick it up. Because I... It's such an ugly thing. Like, I've been in two treatment centers now and honestly, I think they've treated me very well. But unfortunately, it is a business and when the business comes into play to see people who we all know aren't ready to go home and aren't prepared to be successful, you know, unfortunately have to get sent home just to, you know, come back to a different place, you know, in a year, six months, who knows? It breaks my heart because I've met so many great people. And I don't blame the staff for that at all. Like, the staff are doing their best, and I think to some extent they do give a shit. But, you know, corporation's a corporation at the end of the day, and it's about the bottom line. And I'm sure, like, they started off wanting to help people, but at the end of the day, the bigger you get, the more things cost, the more mounds you have to feed. And, you know, it's just hard. And insurance, insurance is honestly the biggest problem because at the end of the day, like, these corporations who have these treatment centers shouldn't even have to, like, it shouldn't be such a battle. Like... We all pay taxes. And taxes are supposed to be used for things like this. And the fact that, like, we have somebody who may be struggling significantly and they have to go in two or three weeks or four weeks or six weeks when they might not be ready for nine or ten weeks, like, that should be up to the doctor. That should be up to the treatment team. When people are ready to go. Not the freaking insurance. <sighs> I'm so sick of insurance. I have learned so much. Dealing with this illness. About how important it is to have decent insurance. And I am so blessed. Right now. For the time being. To have really great insurance. How much longer I have that for? Well that's a whole other question in itself. Word on the street is. I will be unemployed when I go back home that they're planning on getting rid of me. And I hope that's not the case. But that is what I'm hearing. Um, you know. But it wasn't really from the best source. So we'll see. I think they might have been just fucking with me. It's hard to tell. But you know. I almost wouldn't blame them. Because I haven't worked in almost a year. I think we're going on six, seven months now. And honestly, I was only back for maybe a month or two before I went back out. So I get it. Like, I'm not upset with them. You know, they've treated me fairly. And I hope to continue to be working there when I get home. You know, be able to continue to provide for my family. But... We'll see. We will see what those days bring. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you. 
I literally just got home from the hospital. I almost thought I was going to miss the show tonight. I first I had some, I mean, I'm talking pain like oh, some of the worst gallbladder pain I have had in a long time. Like it had me screaming out loud in the group room, which, yes, is very embarrassing to look that weak in front of people. But on the other side, like, what are you going to do when shit hurts? It hurts. And it was hurting. So after that, after the nurses came down, you know, did all their stuff, which the fucking nurses here are amazing. Um, I almost wish I could tell you all where I was at. So, you know, if you ever come to one of these centers, you could come here and have these awesome nurses. But, um, no, we, I had these super bad pains and then I got up to go get some water. Walking down the hall and I felt it coming on. I fucking knew it was coming. I tried. I even was like telling people like going down so I could get to the wall to slide down. But I didn't make it to the wall. And then, you know, it is what it is. Boom goes dynamite, I guess. Just another day in the life. Went to the hospital. They basically did nothing because, I mean, they can't do anything because they, they did try to ultrasound my gallbladder, but they couldn't find it. Which could mean my liver is swollen or, you know, person was just bad at their job. But, you know, who knows? Then, um, yeah. So, spent maybe, I don't know, three, four, five hours at the hospital. I did get a night. It was so peaceful. That's I was, I was laying in bed. And I kind of dozed off, and I was just like, someone woke me up, and I was just sitting there, and I'm like, I feel so peaceful right now. <clears throat> kind of like when I get up from a nice little uh, edibles evening back in Ohio, but unfortunately here in the hidden location, I uh, it's not legal here, so I can't have my medical stuff, which is okay. It's okay. Life goes on. Um, yeah. So what are you doing at night? Is there anything fun going out in the world? I've got a couple of emails. I should read those. Maybe I'll read those next time. Um, I have gotten some emails just kind of welcoming me back and people giving me, you know, they give me the, you know, Hey, glad you're back. Show sounds good. I really, if any of you want to give me some hard feedback like Matt, this is boring as shit, or Matt, like, you know, they're not making sense, or, you know, they're too short, or they're too long, or whatever, I could really use some help like that, but honestly, this is kind of my favorite way I think I may have ever podcast, just sitting here on my iPad, laying in bed, talking to you, getting some shit off my chest, I pretty much, I think I missed all the good groups today, which... Disappoints me a little bit. I love groups. It's where I get the opportunity to speak and get my stuff out there and be heard by people who are dealing with a lot of the same shit I am. Because I think when I talk to people back home, even about my liver stuff, I think they're, you know, they just want me to get better, but they don't really know how to uh, communicate. So... 
it's always awkward, I think, for them when I'm like, because I just don't lie anymore. I don't have it in me, y'all. I don't have it in me to bullshit. So, like, someone asks me how I'm doing, if I'm doing like shit, guess what? I'm feeling like shit today. Or when we talk, talk, and, you know, I'm going, you know, I'm not really thinking that far ahead because I don't know that I have that much time left. I know it's awkward for them to hear that, but I don't have, like, I don't want to lie to you and be like, yeah, can't wait five years from now when Kim and I move back to Utah and, you know, I can't think that far ahead. And, like, I'm literally, every day is a dream. Every day is a blessing um, above Earth because I... I don't know how much time I've left. I don't know what that looks like. It could be a year. It could be six months. It could be five years. I mean, a lot of that depends on how I treat my body. And, you know, if we get to have this surgery. So, I don't have time to be false anymore. All I have time for is my authentic self. My authentic self is blunt to the point. And, yes, I am don't bullshit or I don't like... I don't not talk about my situation just to make you comfortable. And that's okay if you don't like it. Um, not my problem. Something I've learned about being in treatment for so long is your feelings aren't my concern. I mean, obviously I'm not here to hurt your feelings, but I can't hold, I can't base what I'm saying on whether or not you're going to be uncomfortable, you're not going to like what I say. I just can't do that anymore. And I don't intend on doing it anymore. You know what's crazy is I've been thinking a lot about church lately. And if I want to, if, if I am spiritual on any, on any level, um, Obviously, I was spent a lot of time in Baptist churches growing up, and I always, like, had fun, but I never felt spiritual in the church. I mean, yes, a good sermon always gets me going. I do love a Baptist sermon because I love the passion the preacher brings. Um, but then I moved to Utah, and I got baptized in the Mormon church. And honestly, I can tell you that the only time I've ever felt anything spiritual in my entire life in reference to church was when I got baptized and when I got, I think it's called a blessing, but it might be something else. My wife will call me out on it if I say it wrong, but whatever it is after you get baptized, I think it's kind of a blessing. Sorry, I had a cover under me, and it was really fucking annoying me. Um, But that is, when I got that blessing or whatever it's called, that's the only time I've ever felt anything spiritual um, in a church. Um, That being said, like the overall church story, how it began with Joseph Smith, like I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that because you do some research and you find out that dude was a... That dude was a swindler every which way but Sunday. And then all of a sudden he finds these plates. Then he loses them. So he starts writing up stuff from memory. And I know that I'm not telling it correctly, but that's just kind of the vibe I got. 
And I guess I have a hard time believing that part. And with other churches, I just think their only goal is to baptize you. Like, they work so hard to get you baptized. I remember when I was younger going to churches, every time I show up to a different church, oh, we want to, how about you, how about you accept the Lord as your Savior today? And we will, we will take, you know what, you'll stop fresh. You'll have a new life. As a child of God. And like, but it was literally like they were car salesmen and their whole job was to get me baptized. I bet you I got baptized three or four times in the Baptist church because they just wouldn't give up. And I was like, fuck, as long as the water's warm, why not? I guess. And I was honestly too young to have any real concept of what I was doing. Um, I just didn't think like that back then. I just thought, whatever, keep these guys happy. They'll keep coming and picking me up on Sundays and getting me out of the chaos of my house. Win-win for everybody. So, but when I got baptized in the Mormon church, I think I still had a lot of questions about the church and how it was created. But I'm not going to lie, like, my baptism... And like I said, that blessing afterwards, I mean, that blessing afterwards, I literally felt like my soul change. I don't know what it changed into, but I felt it change. And I'll never forget that. And I hold that close. Um, And that was the situation. I'm really thinking a lot about my spirituality and what that looks like. You know, do I search for something or do I just go out like I am and see what happens? How do you, like, what do you guys think about all that stuff? Because, like, spirituality, like, do you believe, like, when you die, it's over? Do you believe you go into some greater unknown place, you know? aka heaven or hell do you believe like what some other people believe like what some things that interest me because I'm a conspiracy person or I'm like into the weird stuff I think like I like to think of the idea of like I heard somebody say like when you see the white light that's actually the lights the hospital room of you being reborn and to me that excites me because that means you know what I get to try again I did a lot of fucked up things this life. I would love a fresh start. Um, You know, I think I heard somewhere that when you die for some religion that you get your own planet. And you're like the god of that planet. I don't think I would want to do that. Like, listening to a bunch of people whine and bitch and moan. Because some over some silly shit I would just destroy the planet and just chill out with all the other gods and like they're trying to like run their planet and they're complaining about everyone preaching like all their little people you know praying for bullshit I'm like oh see that's why I just destroyed my planet don't have to worry about that shit anymore pass me an Oreo I mean there's so many things like I mean here's the deal like They've proven that your soul is energy. So energy doesn't, can't be destroyed. It can just move. It can change. It can 
but it can't be destroyed. So, yes, I think you leave this flesh and bones and it's no good to you anymore. But I can't believe this is the end. And I've had a hard time lately thinking the devil was a bad guy. I think it's because I watched the show Lucifer. And what it boiled down to, like I watched the whole thing and I thought it was like a comedy. But then it got kind of serious. It made me really think a lot about life and death. And at the end, like... Hell wasn't a place for punishment. It was a place where you got, like, like where the devil's job was to give you opportunities to earn your way into heaven. And I think if that's the case, if that's where I'm going, so be it. Because let's be honest, if there's a heaven and hell, I'm going to hell. I'm pretty sure I've broken nine of the ten commandments. I mean, yeah, had a tough go. So I, ah, I just don't, I think that I, and that's why spirituality scares me because if I like come up, if I decide, you know, yes, I'm going to get back in the church, I'm going to, you know, put a lot of my effort into the LDS church, making it to service you know every Sunday until football season because let's be honest church or no church I don't miss football folks Cleveland Browns football for life um right there right there's another one right worshiping a false idol I worshiped the temple of the Cleveland Browns there's there's another commandment boom destroyed I don't know where it all goes. I would love to know where you think it all goes. I've heard a lot of good stories over the years. Like aliens, right? Do you all believe in aliens? I have... I I just... My mind can't allow me to think that we're the only living things out there. It just can't be. Like all the galaxies that we can't even begin to think about so far away. And we're the only, and there's no way we're the smartest. And God, God help us if we are. Like somehow, like we pulled the long straw and we're the smartest bunch. <sighs> then the rest of those planets are fucked because we are idiots. We are so primitive. Still, I think. I mean, yeah, we have fancy technology and electronics and weaponry. <laughs> but we act like children with it. You know, we just want to hurt people. Like, we have people who just want to, like, take as much of it as possible. Think that they're born to have, like, you know, be leaders and have more and have control of everything. And, you know, instead of a world like... Where we're here just to help each other and lift everyone up. Like, I hate when we send money, and I know I'm rambling, so please forgive me, but I hate when we send money to other countries. Like, I've, like, especially non NATO countries, right? Countries that we don't have, like, an agreement to protect, like, stand beside them in battle. Now, here's the deal Do I think what's going on in Russia is cool? Fuck no. That being said, like, we shouldn't be giving Ukraine stuff. Because 
A um B C T. Oh god, my brain fog. No, I just don't think like until we have no homeless people on the streets, until we have no hungry people, until we have we don't have people um you know who have to work two or three jobs just to have the the minimum in life until that happens here i don't honestly give a fuck what happens anywhere else and you know what if we do come save your ass we're gonna do it for a price like we can be vigilantes for hire i'm down for that right and then we could use that money to feed people we could cut a bunch of this defense spending because we already spend way too much on defense. It's a goddamn joke. I think someone said we spend 10 times more than the next 10 countries combined. And like nine of those are allies. <laughs> like seriously? What is the fucking point? I understand being prepared and protecting your borders. But yeah, I'm over it. Like that again, that money could be spent so many other places. And then government spending's a joke. Like I I read somewhere once and this was years ago, so I don't you know, I could be wrong, so if any of you military people want to call me out, bring it. Cause I'm saying now that this might be wrong. But I heard that they had to they were paying like two hundred dollars for a toilet seat. When the hell makes a toilet seat for anybody two hundred dollars? That's just these companies jacking up the price on the government because the government makes them have, like, you know, I'm sure, like, something you got to do so many, like, security things to be a supplier for the government, but still $200 for a toilet seat. If I'm telling you right now, when I become president, that shit will not fly. I'm going to be cutting. I'm going to be doing some deep, deep cuts. America probably will not re-elect me because I'm going to be fiscally responsible. I'm going to tighten the belt, which means we're going to have to get rid of some shit. That's going to make some people unhappy. But it is what it is. You know, I'm for the greater good. Not for getting ripped off. I think it's about time for me to wrap this one up. I'm running out of things to talk about. The brain fog is kicking in. And my mind has stopped going from idea to idea. I will say that's probably something you should come to expect in this show. As I am a rambler and I do, you know, just go where my mind takes me. Which, by the way, is not linear. linear. I fucking hate that saying. Recovery is not linear. Like, what the fuck's the problem? We got a party going on outside my door, if you guys can hear it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Though, yeah, I think that's it, y'all. I can't wait to start the week tomorrow. Monday Night Raw's on. <sighs> Man, I got mad. WWE is getting hot again. And before any of y'all, like, trip out, tell me what a hillbilly I am. Fucking know already. Um, I got into wrestling as a kid and it just stuck with me. And I will tell you that I think today's wrestling kind of sucks because the storylines are pretty terrible, but they have really picked up the pace. 
And the storytelling's getting pretty good again. And obviously, the in-ring wrestling's entertaining. And I'm not stupid. I know it's predetermined, but I think they're telling good stories right now. And that has not happened for a long time. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about starting day one of 11. Please, please, please keep me in your prayers. Keep me in your thoughts. As we jump off here, I'm going to ask you one more time. If you would, for me, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like. Hit the follow Share us with your friends so they can be a part of our conversation every night. Again, you can tweet us at not an, at not a, an analyst. And you can email us at pierceofmindpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all have a great night. We will talk to you tomorrow. Has been a blast.